Hey, Power of Enough community. It is Mary Patterson here, ready to bring you our podcast number two. Now we are skipping over a little bit. We will have Rich Patterson here like we promised, but we had some schedule challenges that we had to rearrange when we were going to bring you our second podcast. However, we must go on and we thought why not jump right into our Power of Enough holiday stress-free holiday podcast series. So that is what we are going to dive into today, the number one one in our series. So here it is folks. My name is Mary Patterson. I am your modern mama channeling, channeling grit, grace, and gratitude to bring the healthiest life possible for me, for my family, and for you through the power of enough. What is enough? Stop asking yourself the question, am I enough? You are enough. Do you have enough? Do I have enough? Do I have enough money? Do I have enough stuff? Do I give enough? Do I receive enough? Do I have enough time? All of these areas we are going to address in this wonderful, amazing podcast. And today's topic is stress during the holidays. We know it comes from all different avenues of money, family, traveling, scheduling, all of that rolled into what is and should be such an amazing, jolly, merry, bright season, right? But it often is overridden with stress and anxiety. We're going to tackle that topic of money today, and we're going to dive into it, and I'm going to share with you four tips that has helped me, that has helped my family approach the holiday to really approach it and feel it for what it is. A little less stress over the money, over those Benjamins, right? So what with money creates all the stress over the holidays, events, we have decorations, we have gifts, we have a crazy schedule. So we start dining out more traveling more more gas, everything is more more more. And who am I to discuss how to use your money better to create stress free holidays, right? I'm not a financial planner, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not the millionaire next door yet. Um, However, I have an own journey, my own journey, and as a professional, as a health professional, I'm going to tell you, I know you're like, okay, stick with what you know with fitness and nutrition, but I'm going to tell you with the years of training people, I have seen people spend so much money on quick fix after quick fix after quick fix after quick fix on dining out on expensive coffee. I have seen stress cause them to not show up for a workout. I have seen stress cause them to not perform their best during a workout. I have seen stress make, have them make bad food choices. I have seen stress take over biologically the physical effect that it has on the body that they don't have control over because of the stress. As a human, I know I have made mistakes. I am naturally, I want to say I'm a giver. I like to give gifts. And in the past, I've always struggled with, I'm not giving enough. And I've always equated the giving with objects, right? With, with money going to something, to something there rather than time. And it took a lot of time to retrain the brain. And 
I have had my own tough battles with finances and I find oftentimes we learn the best from our stories and from other stories. I'm going to tell you when Rich, my husband and I first met and you know, after you get over the, we're getting married, we love each other. And you start talking about how are we going to pay the rent? How are we going to merge or not merge our finances? How are we going to buy our first house? What is it going to look like when we come together as one? Well, that included me having to divulge some secrets that even though I was living at home, I still had student loans to pay. Not much. It was a very small, I don't, think it was more than $6,000. But I also, on top of that, had credit card debt that had no purpose or meaning. It was not necessary credit card debt. And he was like, well, I don't understand. You're living at home. You have your car and you have your phone. What, what, I don't understand. Where's this money going from going? Where's it going? And again, if you listen to podcast one, you know, I had the foundation. I was living at home because I had supportive parents to say, hey, stay here, pay off your loans, get, save up your money, get some good grounding on your career, and then prepare yourself to move out. So they were giving me that foundation to do so. I was not doing it. I, I had a good wardrobe maybe to back up. I had good nights out with my girlfriends down the shore. Um, I had a summer house one summer, but Hey, I, I always say I didn't, if I didn't create that debt, maybe I would have never met him, but who knows? Yeah. Um, that's a big fat excuse. So he gave me the task of saying, guess what? This is not how I work. I don't use, if I use credit cards, it's for a purpose. I have the money to pay for it. We don't run debt. You need to fix this before we get married. And I was scared. I was scared that I couldn't do it, but he sat down and he said, this is what you're going to do. This is the money incoming. This is where it's going to go. Guys, I did it and I did it so easily, so easily. It reminds me, it's like back to the threat of when that first semester of school, when I came home and my grades were horrible and you were given the choice of get your grades above a 3.0 or you're coming home. Well, I got a 3.6 with really making small tweaks, (laughs) so... A lot of times we find ourselves in a hot mess that small, small changes can fix. And I started to learn that gifts, you know, to be a little bit more thoughtful about spending and where the money was going and what was happening. So that experience and my time observing people, I really feel like I could give you a sound, sound background and call to action to really look at this holiday season, finding what enough money is for you to still make it merry and bright and to tell you that you have enough money already to make it that way, that you don't need to pull out the credit cards, you don't need to make the extra expenses that you think you need to. The pressure and the expectations we put on ourselves and others are ridiculous. And oftentimes it's not others putting them on us. It's us putting them on ourselves. It's us thinking what the other person is putting on us. It's not, it's not really happening. It's all kind of perceived in our mind. And then we never address the, address the stress in the conversation. So that causes stress within itself. This stress 
backlogs into our health, into our hormonal effect, into the way our body biologically is feeling, into our emotions, and just oftentimes causes us to spend more money, even though we're stressed about the money, right? Because you get, get the like, who gives a crud kind of philosophy. And then we dig the hole even deeper that we don't even try to get out of it. I'm here to stop you. I'm here to stop you. Okay. So when I went to school to become a holistic nutrition counselor, I was in there to learn about the food. Give me the sound nutrition. I have clients. I want to tell them what to eat, when, and bam. I quickly learned that I was in the right place at the right time because the holistic approach is what I needed personally in my life. And it is why I've spent years crafting it in my life and also trying to bring it to others, bringing it to you even through a Power of Enough podcast. We were tasked with, we were given this little worksheet called the Circle of Life. Some of you, if you have been through any of my programs, have taken the Circle of Life. It is envision this little pie, this piece of pie not a piece of pie, a whole pie cut into pieces. And then each piece is labeled joy, spirituality, creativity, finances, career, education, health, physical activity, home cooking, home environment, relationships, social life. So when it comes to health, what I was there for, the physical, physical activity, the home cooking, the health, the, see the small pieces of the puzzle, like they are three pieces out of how many did I list off? 12, I believe. Did you note that finances was one of them? Well, at that time, I looked down at my chart and finances was one of the pieces of my pie. One, there were several that was way lower than I ever wanted the reality that I ever really wanted to see and to admit. And it is because I went backwards. That great little story about me tackling my my financial debt um, for the love of my life, I totally did it again. History repeats itself, right? If we don't really sit and learn from it. And I didn't really sit and take in the first time what I learned from it. I just did it because I was like, oh no, this man's not going to marry me. I went to school with a promise. We had two young children with a promise that I know how to pay for this. Don't worry. I'm working part-time. That is going to fund it. I've got it. I've got it all figured out. I didn't have it figured out. So enter a credit card that your spouse doesn't know of as a a means to pay for it. I share this story because it is very similar to what I know many of you are doing over the holiday season. Enter the credit card. We'll find a way. We'll find a way to pay for it. We'll find a way later on down the road. Later on down the road never comes or it is a long stinking road. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you find a way. We just had the discussion probably, it might be about eight months ago, where we looked at each other and we said, how do we even know how much we've spent in Christmases in the past, during Thanksgiving, during our traveling, during New Year's? How do we even know what we've spent and how how do we ever find a way to pay for it? I'm like, well, we've always found a way because we don't have the credit card debt. But it is really stressful. <laughs> it is stinking stressful. And what we found ourselves is having to slowly, January, February, March, you're kind of like, we're not living on ramen noodles, but you're kind of being really careful about it. And we're like, how can we make this better? How can we, you know, be able to shop 
with peace of mind, be able to give gifts, be able to travel just and enjoy it is we have to be prepared. We have to be prepared ahead of time. Now, it's November already, and some of you are like, there's no stinking way I can get prepared ahead of time. Maybe you can, and or maybe this will help you take this season to start stepping in action, to start to feel a little better, to start to stress a little less, to make different decisions surrounding the money, to find what enough is for you to create your holiday so that you can better plan for next year. So keep on listening. And if you have enough money where you're like, I don't really stress about it. We've, we have money. Find your place of gratitude. And I want you to find your place of grace and start to understand, maybe keep listening because it will help you understand what other people are going through. And it may help you approach the season a little differently. And although you have the money to give, maybe find different ways to give it different ways to give it instead. Okay. So let's get to our four steps, four steps to find what is enough money for you to keep the merry, merry, jolly, happy in Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year's. Number one is to stop the craziness before it gets crazy. And under that, if you're like, it is already crazy, stop it. Even if it's crazy, you have the power to take control over the situation at any time. You have to choose to do it. And what do I mean? Let's talk specifically about gifts. Do you feel like you are buying for every John, Tim, Harry, Louis, Michelle, Julie, like, and and you hardly know them, you don't even know them, or you know they have everything they could possibly need, so you don't even know what to get them. Stop buying for everybody. Stop the cycle. If it's a situation, like for family, we saw ahead of time when our family was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, oh, well, now this year it's not just three gifts for the cousins. It's, you know, now all of a sudden we've got 10. Now we have 15. Now they're getting older. So the little, you know, trinket toy is not the same. So the expenses are rising and you want to be more thoughtful. But then as they get older, you're not really sure what they're into. They're they're changing. All stop buying for everyone. What we did to kind of try to create a balance was rather than buying for every individual person, we said, hey, and we started this conversation. Um, I called up a family member of mine, Rich called up a family member of his and said, hey, rather than buying for every single person, what we would like to do this year is buy for family. And some of it was well received. Some of it was like, yeah, totally great idea in the same boat. And some of it's like, no, that's not how we want to do it, but we get it. We understand. And some of it may have been kept with silence. Um, Nobody blatantly out, maybe (laughs) outwardly said they thought we were lame. But what happened there is we opened the door to the conversation as awkward as it was going to be, because what is important to us, especially now that we live far away, is being able to afford and get the time that we're together. I don't want a random coffee mug. I don't want to give a random coffee mug that's meaningless. I want to spend valuable time with you. I want to spend valuable time because that's what I'm going to remember. That's what my children are going to remember. So don't be afraid to open that door. And like I said, if you were the person that can give and it doesn't matter, be open to someone opening that door with you. Be open to how they feel and understand 
and don't place the judgment on how they're living their life and saying, well, if they can afford to do X, Y, and Z, they can afford some Christmas gifts. You don't know their situation. So let's let the judgment go. This step one, if anything, is where we have to channel our grit, where we it's the courage. It's the courage to open that conversation. So get as gritty as you possibly can. It is where we have to have grace for ourselves if we fumble through what we're trying to convey, whether we make a mistake in how it's coming across, and grace for others on how they receive it or don't receive it, and just the gratitude that we could even have the conversation. Okay, so that is step one. That is the hardest step. And if you only tackle one step this holiday season, that is the one you want to want to stop is stop the craziness and and really look at why are we all Thanksgiving used to be my favorite holiday. Christmas is now in sync with Thanksgiving. And Christmas was never my favorite holiday because I was so gosh darn stressed about buying gifts for people. When you can tackle that, and it was because of money. It was flat out because of money. Um, Money combined with, I'm not sure what to get for who or what, but it was all combined together. But when you can really look and say, hold on, this is not the way I'm living this life. This is not the way I'm living this moment. This is not the way I want my children to perceive this holiday. It's not what it's about. You will find a way to stop the craziness. So get gritty and bring a whole load of grace because you need it. Number two, know your budget and be real about knowing your budget. Know it and be real. So this may be, for some of you, you may be on it. You may know your budget. And then I challenge you to look at it and say, is that what you want it to be? Is that what you want it to be? How much of that is really valuable? How much of that is getting you to spend time with family and friends is, is how much of that is getting you to sit around the table or to, you know, enjoy the comfort and the community of those that you love or those that you want to get to know more of, to really truly celebrate the season and maybe tweak it. And I challenge you to adjust it from there. If you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know it. I can't even get real about it. You can. Technology is an amazing thing. Open up your bank online. Look at what you spent last year. Look at the month of November. Look at the month of December. Maybe even look at January. What was your income incoming? What was your outcoming? Right? Lump in the credit cards with there too. And then compare it with months that you know are just, you know, steady and every day. What's the difference there? How much more are you spending in those months than not? That will give, get you started on how much more you're spending. And that will also give you an idea of what average is incoming and what is the average outgoing. And so you can kind of get real at the pace of what you really can afford. So knowing your budget and getting real about it, okay, and understanding it. Now, number three is where you take all of that knowing and getting real and you put it into action. This again, hopefully it's not too late, but maybe it's something that you start to think about as you're in that step two and that's step one and that two, step two, and you can start to get into step three. Create a holiday bucket beforehand. This is the first holiday that we have done this. We have talked about it in the past, but last year we sat down and we're like, what did we spend? How did, I'm like, how did we even pay for that now that we're tracking our budget so carefully and we know what's going in, coming out? 
I don't, how did we even figure that out? In order to create the less stress, what we did is we started last year and every month we started to put money away in a bucket and I'm going to tell you what that means. So now it's coming November, it's time to shop and I know I have all of this money on hand. I don't have to tap into a credit card. I have the bucket of money that is deciphered for holiday shopping. Here's my budget. Now I can plan from there. And my plan, my budget, my bucket came from previous years of looking back and seeing. So you can take that bucket. Now, what is that bucket? It's not a physical bucket loaded with cash. You're not going to come to my house and find a bucket of cash. Um, You will find an envelope labeled with cash in in different ways that sometimes clients pay me with cash and you've got to decipher it. Don't, don't be like silly and wasteful with the cash. I like, and just spend it on frivolous things. It's, it's budgeted Christmas, uh, babysitters, you know, you might find that, but you won't find a physical bucket with money deciphered for Christmas. What I mean is there's a great app out there, not getting paid to promote this, but maybe they'll hear it. If you guys share it enough, then maybe they will. Um, YNAB and I totally forgot to write down what exactly it stands for, but it's Y, the letter Y, capital Y, capital N, capital A, capital B. Now, I know Y stands for your, B stands for budget. The NA, we can we can guess around with. Rich Patterson, if he was here, he would probably tell me exactly what it means. But what it is, is it's an online app. It can be on your phone. It can be on the computer. It shows you connect it with all of your incoming money, and then you create buckets, your mortgage bucket your water bill bucket, your um, kids' activities, your grocery shopping budget, your dining out budget. Oh, you're going on vacation, your vacation budget. Oh, you need to buy a new dishwasher, your dishwasher bucket, car repair. You have all of these buckets that as the money's coming in, you're saying, I'm going to need it here. I need this much here. I need this much here. I need this much here. So every month we were saying we need this much in the Christmas bucket. So every month that money went in. And it went in and it went in and it sat there. We didn't use it. We didn't play around with it just to dine out at a fancy dinner. We knew that that money had a purpose. So we weren't just looking at, oh, we have X amount in our bank account. We know that X amount, every single dollar has a purpose, whether it's the emergency fund, the mortgage, the Christmas shopping, the phone bill. Every single piece has a purpose. And you create that bucket for it. Now, you can use that app, YNAB. You can use Excel sheets. You could even use something like Mint. But I I found, we found that YNAB was an awesome visual for me. I needed to see it rather than saying, oh, I use it for my business as well. Rather than saying, oh, I have X amount of money. I can pay that. I can pay that. And then forgetting about all of your everyday expenses as well. Or the person that you paid that didn't cash the check yet. You are real about what's going in and out. So I highly recommend that. And if you can, you get ahead of it. There's another um, down and dirty trick somebody showed me, and I could probably find this online somewhere, but it was like X amount of days before Christmas, you take a jar and every day you put, the first day you put $1 in it, the next day you put $2 in it, the next day you put three. And by the time you got to Christmas, you were supposed to have $1,000 of cash saved up. So there's so many different methods, but you have to create that holiday bucket beforehand. Don't just play. So then you know what you're going off of. Then you have your value and you have the money right there. And then you can make the decisions, right, without craziness. You're being real. And then we go to step four. And you are going to remember what the holiday season is all about. You're going to get rid of all of the guilt 
or the judgment that you were placing on yourself because you were not giving somebody a silly coffee mug or the 30 Oh, I should say like the $100 bottle of wine, you're giving them the $50 bottle of wine, or we could even, you know, break it down, whatever it means to you, whatever it means, you can get rid of that guilt or judgment. And you're going to make decisions because of what the season is, you're going to make the decisions with value, you're going to make the decisions because it is about the holiday season about being together, about filling yourself with gratitude, about being happy and being with the ones that you love, and being happy about being able to be with the ones that maybe you really, really have to work to love, right? Those are our steps, guys, those are our steps, our four action steps to help you Get the stress out of the money part of the holidays. And I hope that you can start to put at least some of them into effect this year so that money doesn't sit on top of you and doesn't ruin what this season truly, truly is made for. It is made for that grace and that gratitude, that gratitude that we talk about from the grace and gratitude. You want to fill these next two months up with as much gratitude and you want to fill others up with the same thing. So that is what you're going to make this season about. I hope that was helpful for you. If you guys loved Power of Enough and if you want to hear more, make sure you give us a review. You tap like, share it, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram or your Facebook, send people over to our Facebook page, Power of Enough. We have more coming up in this holiday season. We're going to talk about scheduling and we're going to talk about family and we're going to talk about food over the ho- over the, the holiday season, creating it stress-free and finding the enough of each of them. We love you all and we will see you next week.